Welcome to a special episode of Dad's Rules with Kevin Belzer. And we are once again in my office because someone, this guy I'm pointing to right here, procrastinated his way out of booking a studio. I'm sure that sentence made no sense. I procrastinated in such a way that I ran out of time to get into the studio in time to get podcasts up in time for my schedule. Because you know that I run podcasts every Wednesday and every Saturday, like clockwork. Been doing that for months. Now, the Wednesday thing has been since the very beginning. We've always done Wednesdays. I've never missed a Wednesday since the very first episode, I believe was the last day of April 2022. We've never missed a Wednesday. We've always been consistent there. And then I got a hankering that once a week is not enough. Let's do twice a week. We still like to keep the content short on these. I'm not big on doing long podcasts. I know that I've snuck some in recently that were around that 30-minute mark, and I apologize. I really like to keep it to 12 to 20, but sometimes they're banger content, and I'm having a blast, and we're just going to go a little bit long on them. But even then, I've had two out of 90-some episodes break the 30-minute mark, so I think I'm being pretty consistent on you need to go walk your dog, listen to a podcast, maybe learn something, maybe laugh. Hey, I got you taken care of right there. So today we are shooting in my home office. As you can see, you've got stacks of books and stuff over there. Got all the all the CDs that I'm a little behind on listening to. <laughs> then we got the wall of music behind me that does require a ladder in order to reach the top. Uh, I I can I can reach the bottom the bottom one there, but the ceiling's like nine feet, so. It is a little bit of a struggle. The struggle is real. I'm and I'm five ten. It's not like I'm Tom Cruise short. I'm five ten. All right. So, yeah. There's that. So, what I want to talk about? I want to talk about where you're at and where you're going and the noise that you're going to hear around you along the way. I started real estate in 2008. It was July 7th. Yeah, it was July 7th. July 7th, July 8th of 2008. I believe it was July 7th. Either way, it's not important. It was a long time ago. It was over 15 years ago. When I started, I can remember all the noise in the background from supposed friends, supposed family and whatnot of ridicule and just the naysayers, the why are you doing this, blah, blah, blah. Because I, I I wasn't making bad money before I got into real estate. I was making around 100000 which in 2008 is okay. I now realize that that's not a lot of money, but back, th- I mean, I had no bills. So back then I thought it, I was doing pretty good. And actually my first year in real estate, I took a step back and I made 60... 65, 68,000, something like that. I mean, I, I keep track of everything, so it, it's written down somewhere, but 65, 68,000. So either way, you can do the monkey math on that and go six figures back down to five figures. That's a slight step back. However, when I started, I didn't know what I was doing. I would go into my real estate office at seven in the morning and I'd leave at 10 at night, six days a week. 
And on Sundays, I still went into the office, but it may be only for five hours or something. But I was there seven days a week for months and months and months because I didn't know what I was doing. Back then, I before I got into real estate, I was a courier during the day, and that was 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday. And then I was a pizza delivery driver for Papa John's. So I could crank out the miles on a car. I was putting 80, 80 some thousand miles on a car a year. So I burned through cars. So it's like my neon, when I started real estate, I did neon and I had a purple Ford Escort that my father-in-law gave me for free because he said, yeah, it's gonna need a lot of work. <laughs> and he wasn't kidding, you need a lot of work. But I, I, I absolutely love that little purple car. We call it the purple peeper, people eater. Um, the purple people eater. That's what we called that car. And then I had a Dodge Neon that was broken actually when I started real estate. It was sitting in my garage with 200 some thousand miles on it. I didn't know what was wrong with it, but I needed all the money I had saved up to get started in real estate. What I did then that may or may not be smart is I quit cold turkey, what I was doing, and I burned the bridges behind me. Now, that's what I did. I tell new agents now that you could do that or you could have another job that still makes it where you can do real estate effectively. I don't care either way. Just make sure that when you're do, doing real estate that you're really putting the time and effort into it. And in reality, a lot of agents, they say they're full-time. Yes, I'm using your quotes. They say they're full-time, but in reality, they're not working as much as they think they are. They're... Uh, they're not working effectively. And a lot of times, uh, my business anyway, there's a, they'll be to where you're rolling out of bed at 10, you're playing defense all day. You may show a home or something in the afternoon and then, you know, come three, four o'clock, you're like, oh, I'm exhausted. And you think that you did a good job being full-time agent that day, but in reality, you were playing part-time agent and that's why you're making part-time um, income as well. Anyway, so when I started real estate, I realized that I didn't know what I was doing. If I was going to burn all the bridges behind me, I was going to make sure that I studied this business like crazy. So I was at my computer every day, just studying, just watching different vlogs, reading different articles, reading anything I could get my hands on. I was reading uh, Nick Trevelyan's book collection in his office. Nick was uh, the guy that I worked for uh, back then. He's still my coach now today, 15 years later. That's how much respect I have for the man. But Coach Nikki T had a phenomenal book collection. So if he said that I should read it, I'd grab it and read it and just absorb it. And then eventually when I could afford it, I started buying those books and adding them to my collection as well. And then on top of that, I'd be doing open houses all the time. Like I haven't done open houses in years. But I did a lot of open houses back then to get new clients and start building a database of clients. Now, my follow-up though was really bad because again, I'd never done this before, so I didn't know any better what to do. So I would burn through leads or not call leads or whatever. I wouldn't know what to do with them because I was this stupid pizza delivery driver and courier going into a 
grown-up industry, <laughs> which should be a grown-up industry because, hello, we're playing with the biggest asset of anybody's life, which is real estate. So if you're going to be doing that, yeah, it's it. I think it's a big boy, big girl type business for sure. Also on top of that, I got company leads and I got so many company leads because there wasn't enough agents in our office and they did they did actually really good marketing and I would have so many company leads that I was really sloppy at follow-up and everything early on too. It took me a long time to realize that the money was actually in the follow-up. So there was a lot of things I had to learn there. So what's the point I'm making with all this? Is it when when you start, if people are giving you negative about well, you're not rich yet. Where's your BMW? Where's, you know, where's your fancy house and your fancy suit and all that, which I think is hilarious now because I don't even play dress up to uh, go meet with clients or anything. When they're all saying that, understand that you're just starting. You're not where you plan on being, hopefully. Hopefully you've got giant goals that you want to accomplish. You're not there yet. So if you're not there yet, what does it matter what they say? Because you're not done yet. If you were only planning on making thirty, forty thousand a year, and you were happy there, okay. But I don't think that that was your goal. If you went into any sort of sales field, I think your goal was probably strong six figures, maybe seven, eight figures that you're they were looking to make. So understand that all that white noise you're hearing, all that. Ding, 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 that's going on there that it doesn't matter it's them it's not you it's also maybe a clue that your circle and the people that you're letting put noise into your head needs to change and yeah so it's like that was a huge learning lesson for me is that I had to pick and choose who I was going to pay attention to so I paid attention to Coach Nikki T. He owned a real estate office and he was 20, let's see, 23. He just turned 23 when I started working with him. 23-year-old kid. I was 36. He's a 23-year-old kid and he owned his own real estate office. Do you think that I didn't, that I treated him disrespectfully because he was younger than me? That's just stupid. It's like, I'm like, I'm like, man, this kid's 23 and he owns his own real estate office. I need to freaking listen to everything this guy has to say because I want to be, I want to have his level of success. So that was somebody new I added to my circle. Then there's other people that, that just their low mindset. It's like, I can like them as people. I can love them as people, but I had to remove the whining, the, the ridicule, everything else from my life and go, look, this isn't going to be advantageous down, down the line because I'll tell you what, if you are in sales, it is hard. It is freaking hard. There's a lot of days to where you're going to do be doing a lot of follow-up, like a lot. Like there's days where I've gotten through all my follow-up, nobody answered. I mean, there was a day the other day that it was a light day. I had 30-some follow-ups to make. An hour and 15 minutes later, I'm done. That's not good. You know what that means? Hour and 15 minutes later and you got through 33 follow-ups, that, mean, that means nobody answered the phone. So 
there's going to be days like that. And then there's going to be like the next day where two or three of those that you spoke to or left, I should say, left messages with because nobody answered. Two or three of those people that you left messages with may call you back, may reach back out via text, via email, whatever the case may be. And now they want to do business with you. But if you didn't quit and you made a decision in your mind that you're not done yet, that you're not where you should be, you're going to be there to help them out. You're going to be there to take your income, your life to another level that you deserve. So what I'd say is at any time that somebody ridicules you, puts you down, says that you aren't good enough, you can't do this, you go, baby, I ain't done yet. All right, that's it. Hey, if you like this episode, please like, share, comment, leave feedback. It all helps me grow the show. And also, if you'd like to get some cool swag like this Get Off My Lawn t-shirt, hit the dadsruleswag.com website, dadsruleswag.com. Yeah, that's right. Hit that and order a shirt, help us out. And until next time, go out and be the kick-ass adult I know you all can be.